welcome to another episode of the Trinity United Church Legon Podcast. And now for today's teaching. We thank the Lord so much for his grace and for his sustenance. And we thank once again the Reverend Dr. Martine Obin for the opportunity and for counsel and for all who has made it possible for us to be here. God bless you all. We are so grateful. And particularly I want to say thank you to Trinity United Church and to Daily Graphic. This week have been very hot for me. God is genderless. And some are saying female. God and the idea of God is beyond our human inclination. Yeah, dreams us, sun and the like. But God transcends that. For example, we say the mighty right hand we use from our context to try to understand please our inclination. And we are not wrong. It's also mother. And the Bible tells us clearly. And as Africa, no more. And that is the description of God. So God is more wrong. And we are also not wrong when we say she God. Because God is he and God is she. And God is more than he and God is more than she. Okay. So today, I understand and some cannot just understand that. So, so for don't say that God is he only. God cannot be mother. You don't read your Bible well. If you read the Bible well, you will know that God is and the like. Today we are looking at the mission of Christ and the work of Christ. The mission and work of Christ. In the Turkey earthquake, may God keep all departed souls and our brother Christian Achu. There's a, a story of a father who was rescued with a son, and the father died shortly after being rescued. And the narrative is that the father laid on the son, so all the rubbles and the things fell on the father so that the son will have life. So eventually, the father died, but the son survives and that is the concept of our christianity the father dies god dies that i will survive that i will have eternal life we've looked at the pre-existence of christ we've looked at why god will become man god who lived who was who was not made who had been from the beginning while he will become man the pre-existent becoming man. We've looked at God who was creator sustainer becoming a creation. We've looked at God who is immortal, invisible, only wise becoming mortal. So why would God do all these? From the account of scripture, it is clear that the motivating factor is love. Before I proceed, I think somebody is missing. Missing, you say, ah, because I'll take my assignment, she's dodged me. Hey, she's hiding behind the pillar. So I can't see her from here. But still, I will take the assignment. <laughs> Friends in Christ Jesus, 
clearly, we have tried to prove the mortality, the permanence of God, and this God transcending, coming to our side, coming to our level. And the motivating factor we're saying is love, love for humanity. God, God becomes man so as to first of all confirm the promise of salvation made to the patriarchs. So from the time man falls to sin, there is the hope of redemption. That the son of the woman will crush the serpent's head. Go through the times of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the like have promised a coming hope. Have established several covenants with his people and he's saying that a time will come. I will come through. I will restore. The initial will come to play. And through this process, all of man, all of humanity will be rescued. The incarnation of Christ fulfills all these promises. Indeed, a time has come that God has become man to confirm, to affirm, to approve his promises. And if we have time, this one I will take it virtually. So Mr. Jesus, you will send to me by email. You will read Romans 15, 8 to 9. And when we read the account of Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, and Micah 5, and indeed, he comes through for us through Christ. So the promise to the patriarch, to the fathers, to the mothers, the promise have been fulfilled. And the psalm and the prophets, we encounter Christ and birth and pieces over there also. The demands of the law was clearly an albatross on our neck. We could not as humans meet the demands of the law. Even the Ten Commandments, we can't fulfill it. And the Jews have several laws. Laws on purification, laws on eating, laws on everything, laws on sitting, laws of waking up, laws in every sector. Jesus comes to fulfill all the demands all of the law and satisfy the claim of God's holiness. Clearly, we are saying that without Christ, we cannot meet the demands of the law. I cannot. You cannot. It's not as if I will do some good and God will put on some scale and when my good outweigh my bad, no. In Christ Jesus, we are declared holy. In Christ Jesus, we meet the demands of all the laws of God. Only in Christ Jesus. We also know that he fulfills most of the messianic prophecies or messianic words in the psalm. The psalm foretell that he will come when he comes not a bone will be broken, 
When he comes, he will do A, he will do B, he will do C. And in Jesus, we see all of these being fulfilled. He comes also to fulfill prophecy. Prophecy, where he will be born, what will happen at his birth, how he will live, what will take place before his death, and all of that, Jesus comes to fulfill prophecy. So we are saying he comes to fulfill all the demands of the law, all of it, all of it. We are saying that he comes as fulfillment of messianic prophecies in the psalm. All of that also. And then all the prophecies that have been said, he comes to fulfill them. This is the Jesus we are talking about. Again, God becomes man. God incarnate gives us a complete revelation of the Father. Complete revelation of God. There is an adage that says that until you cross the river, don't say to the crocodile that the nose is big. Because the crocodile lives in water. So if the crocodile comes up from the water and tells you the frog is dead underneath the water, trust him. Jesus comes to testify of God, to reveal God to us. There have been revelation of God in bits and pieces throughout the Old Testament. So if you want special classes on God's revelation, the bits and pieces, see Papa or Bing. But if you want the full revelation, come and see me. <laughs> because the Old Testament scholars will tell us how God revealed the self in bits and pieces. And we see that of God, who God is in Christ. They are fragments only, like I'm saying, and how things will be like. But in the empty, in the Christ event, it is prosopon, prosopon. We see it as it is. And Jesus is the fullest and the clearest revelation of the Father. And the redemption to be. He comes to give us so he tells us, yes, in the Old Testament, you people have this perspective to life. And what God intended in the law, God intended that we will live to our fullest. They said to Jesus, Moses allowed us to write a certificate of divorce if you want to divorce. And Jesus never married. They tell us, oh, this is Corban in Mark's account. When the Jew declares something Corban, he finds way to go behind what God intends. Jesus said, because of the stubbornness of your heart, you don't want to take care of your parents, so you declare a thing Corban. Jesus will come and attack and give a clear understanding of what God intends, what God wants man. How God wants us to be. You people will say, we are of Abraham. If you are of Abraham and Abraham indeed, then you have to know this God and how he does his things. He comes to give us a deeper detail of the idea of sin. 
So it is not just an idea of rituals. So I don't do A, I don't do B, but the heart that is behind that. So Jesus will tell us that if you lust fully desire in the mind, because God sees deeper, you have already sinned. For the Jew, he will tell you, I have not gone there. I have not touched. I have not done. So I have not sinned. Jesus comes to give us an in-depth into who God is and what God requires. So the thoughts you have even had. So there is a comic actor who will say that, as for him, if you follow the Bible, he has impregnated a lot of people in his mind. Jesus came to reveal God's intent, God's mind, how God approaches things. He makes it clear who God is. So the woman caught in adultery and the approach to it tells us how God sees us, what God desires from us, irrespective of our weakness, our sins, our setback. God is constantly coming to us to our rescue we see that in the complete revelation of Jesus and how he handled the self. What is interesting again about the incarnation is that Jesus came to destroy the works of darkness and the kingdom of darkness. I have a professor at the George Goethe Uni in Germany and I was discussing with this professor. He says that life is on the empirical conception of reality. There is nothing more extraterrestrial. There is nothing more to life. What you give to life is what you get. What that means is that there is no spirit, there is nothing, according to them. And I told him, Prof, where I come from? Where I come from? You don't know. You don't know. There's a Ghanaian minister who was sitting in a train in Dusseldorf. Train or team no car, any train in Benya, I said, the car be boom. When the Germans are saying, this is extra, it's not normal. I said, no, somebody said, me, I know what is happening. For us, we know that Biribi will be asking. There is something in this world. But what is important is that in the incarnation, we have the strength to overcome the biribi. Jesus came to destroy the works of the kingdom of darkness. And in Ephesians, Paul will tell us, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Sister, my brother, sometimes we present ourselves as learned. Oh, we've studied so much. So we are not moved by certain things. I told the professor in my work, I worked on New Testament miracle stories to look at miracles and the idea of divine intervention. That is my area that I worked on. And in my field, as I went to the field to take data, I saw somebody who told me, so Sorry for those who don't speak tree. I will try and interpret. What we are punching out, interested. And lo and behold, this man takes a leaf. Pusa the leaf. I don't know the English for pusa. Science. Are you going to use 
to interpret that one. This man takes a leap. Indeed, the goat gets there, falls, and dies. What signs will you use to interpret that? So those of us who say, oh, I am a physicist, I am a chemist, I am whatever, and I am a scientist. There is a relationship between science and religion. So because of my scientific orientation, I don't believe in God. I don't believe there is nothing. Who told you? Jesus came to destroy the works of darkness. We don't walk, we don't live like we said when we started and look at the Colossian account. We don't live with fear. But we walk in the strength of the Lord that this Jesus will follow what is seen, what is visible, what is invisible, what is known, what is not known. Every power, every machination, every authority, whether from the sea, from the forest, under the earth, whatever it is, at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee bows and every tongue confesses. We walk with this assurance. That is what the incarnation does for us. Yes, they are demons and so what? They are spirits and so what? They are forces and so what? Greater is he that is in me than the one in the world. They can be there, yes. And my elder sister always tells us something growing up. Those on the mountains could not stand us. We fought on the mountains, we won. And you on the plane will win in the name of Jesus Christ. He came to destroy the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness, it fruits sickness, disease, chaos, bondage. And I interview a German woman who said, oh, she went to have something to do with a boyfriend in a cemetery. And from that time on, she started having psychological issues. They never interpreted it from an African perspective. And I told her, you continue to seek therapy. Therapy is good. But if you were in Ghana, in the name of Jesus, you'll be free and free forever. People take things for granted. Walk with the consciousness that, yes, you are a victor in Christ. Know this Jesus and know him well so that whatever may be, whatever arrows come from the kingdom of darkness, he will continue to shield you and protect you. So what Sonyamimu is according to Professor Kwesi Dixon, his terminology that he brought, if you are in church, don't be here and be, don't be and the father that is not coming home some of the things are not physical. Sometimes we need, and this boy will only be sick, a brilliant student will only be sick when he goes to school. Not knowing, not let him come to school. But in the name of Jesus the Christ, he went to school, topped the class, passed, and went to the medical school. And there's something. That is the assurance we walk in.
He came to destroy the works of darkness. And if we will read John's Gospel chapter 9, the reading on the Almanac, we see an account of the eyes. Jesus could restore the eye of that person. I don't know your troubles. I don't know your issues. I don't know what you are going through. But I want you to know that Jesus is able. He is more than able. He is more than able in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He came to destroy the works of darkness. The works of darkness and the kingdom of darkness. Some of the things, after we have sought medical treatment, let's seek to pray. Come for prayer meeting. Come, let's pray. So it is a holistic approach. Seek all the medical attention. Seek all the spiritual attention. Seek all the social attention. Seek all the attention, any other attention. Seek all. Don't close your mind to one. Let me say that don't also be overly possessed with the idea of evil. That is also enslavement. So you are walking on the street. Usonti, help me with the English for sonti. I don't know the English for that one. You hit a rock, a stone. They say, in the name of Jesus. It is just a stone. Nobody is in the room. The room is been locked, have been locked for a period. You enter the room, there are cobwebs. In the name of Jesus. By tender, by fire. As a student in Trinity those times, I used to be in Grand Hall. And I always share this. And there's a brother who had come from, I can't mention where he had come from. I don't know those who are into aviation will know better, but sometimes at dawn, the plane will be suspended in the air and you see the light, Ahomache. I don't know how, what it means, I don't know the, but those in aviation know. And it, there was an airplane in the air with the light at dawn. And Minuanos had walked at dawn to go and we urinate. And he saw the light and he was shocked. He said, Oh, at it. Don't be obsessed with evil. So as you walk, you go to the office and in your mind, you are possessed with evil. Another story I was told the other day. So when she's paid, she should call the prophet for a country before she spends her money. So as soon as she will do, some of us, we are so enslaved. You've worked so hard, you've bought your own car, and but sometimes you don't bring it to Papa or Ben to enjoy before you take it other side. Sometimes said, "Oh, Yahweh in you, men of God put fear in you; they control you. So whatever you do, you are, Amen." He came to destroy the works of darkness. So walk in this liberty. Even those who are from certain contexts have been liberated. How more you? Story is told of a Methodist bishop who is now the bishop of the whole diocese of the Methodist church. And he said he was part, he was there. He's a fetish person, according to him. 
but even him, according to him, God can save him. How much more you? God will save you. Walk in this liberty. Ma, and first throw in Shewumu. So you can't even greet your own mother who gave birth to you because a prophet have told you your mother is a witch. We don't overcome witchcraft with physical things. We overcome witchcraft with spiritual things. If your mother would have killed you, she would have killed you in the womb when your body was soft and tender. Spiritual chinchinga would have been made from that your body. But now you have grown. You've spoiled the body. What's her baby? Before crampe. And then now that he will kill you. Don't listen to any man of God. Love your mother. Love your parents. Show love to them. And be liberated in the mind. Walk with this assurance that Jesus came to give us life. Yet whilst we are continuing, he came that we may have life and have it abundantly. And somebody said, if life is extra abundant, then abundant becomes abundant. So it's gone over and over. He came to give us life. In John's Gospel, chapter 10, 10 to 12, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So life in every sector. So holistic life. Life, every aspect of your life. You are not enslaved. You are liberated. I pray you'll be liberated in Jesus' name. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, we encounter further the love of God. And we know that God demonstrated his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that is the story of Easter. He died that we may have life. So when we celebrate Easter, we celebrate the resurrection, the death and the resurrection of Christ, we are saying that we have life because of Christ. He came, God who was without sin, who was eternal, who pre-existed, comes to my level takes on aquatic at the level of a slave, die on the cross that I may have life. So today, ma, if I fall and die, if you fall and die on the merit of Christ, you have eternal life because you have believed in Jesus the Christ. He made you. He loves you and will die for you. God loves you. In the ministry of to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, the recovery of sight for the blind, and to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And all have man at the center. How he loved us. So he came to set us free, to open our eyes to the love of God, to open us to how God is, to life. And it doesn't end there. He tells us that a time is coming that there will be total restoration that will go back to the initial. So from, I'm not, so when Christ comes the second time, the initial and the final will be the same. Hallelujah. When he comes in his second coming, in his glorious coming, there will be no death, there will be no sin, there will be no flesh, there will be no weakness. There will be no, any other challenges we are going through will not exist anymore. Then the original plan of God will be re-established. Christ is coming. He is coming, hallelujah. And we are saying, Maranatha, come Lord, come quickly. It's not just a second time. Christ will come through for you. 
Maybe you have a chronic ailment. You have a challenge in your system. You are sick. You are battling with sickness. Christ will come through for you. When he comes through, there is deliverance. When he comes through, there is hope. He has come that we may have life. Life. And what is interesting about this is that it doesn't segregate. It doesn't discriminate. It doesn't care where you come from. It doesn't care your size. It doesn't care the family you come from. What is important is that as many as receive him to them, he gave them that dunamis, that ability, that enablement to become sons and daughters of God. My prayer is that you will experience this love, this God who loves you and will come to your level. I want to leave you with this image that we started with last week. Whenever you see a heaven V8 by an earthly kiosk, be mindful that love is at work. Heaven V8 near the park, it then you know that love is at work. God has come to our level to redeem us, to set us free, to bring us hope, to restore us to our lost glory, and to give us eternal hope. What do you want again? Look for this Jesus. Seek this Jesus. Live with him. Walk with him. And you will be truly liberated. To the glory of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. We are glad you joined us for today's episode. To engage with us some more, kindly search for Trinity United Church, Legon, on YouTube and Facebook and give us a follow. You can also join us every Sunday on the premises of Trinity Theological Seminary, Legon. Thank you.